welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Manic morning today for me anyway. Can't log into anything on Google because uh, I changed something absolute mad. But I'm here now. I'm here now. So is Eugene in the chat. How are you doing, Eugene? Thanks so much. Leave you out, uh, as he always says. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Uh, please hit the like and the subscribe button. Also hit the notification bell button as well. Really, really helps the channel. Really do appreciate it. Uh, today, it's Spurs v Brighton tomorrow. Uh, not Brighton, Spurs v Bournemouth tomorrow. Uh, we still don't know who the new manager is. Everyone's been linked under the sun. And then after the Bournemouth game, it's Newcastle, Man United and Liverpool. Three key games in the race for, for top four, I would say. Uh, so this Bournemouth game is a must, must win. Uh, players have been coming out talking about Conte as well. Uh, very strange when, when the manager's gone and they talk about him afterwards uh, in glowing terms. Uh, should be doing that uh, when you're playing for the guy. But let's get started. Let's get started. First thing, Vincent Company is the latest manager linked. Here he is, here in the news that he's been linked and not happy about it. Uh, done a brilliant job at Burnley. There's no two ways about that. No two ways about that. And like I said, please get your comments and and in. Uh, please hit the like and subscribe as well. Comments, questions, uh, anything you want to talk about regarding Spurs. He's done a wonderful job at Burnley, no doubt about that. Not really been tested, certainly not in the Premier League. Anyway, uh, he is a winner. You can tell that by his comments. You know, uh, uh, Burnley top of the league, uh, saying we're not the best in the Championship, we're the twenty-first best team in the country, and. I'm always happy, never satisfied. That's the kind of winning mentality we need. We've had that for two managers. It hasn't made a difference. Uh, in terms of him coming in, uh, I'm not really sure how Burnley play. Uh, I'm assuming they play <laughs> more attacking football than uh, we play this season. Uh, but the issue that I've got with company coming in is if he does well, as soon as Man City call, he is off. Uh, so it's not going to be a, a project manager in, in long term if Man City decide to come calling at some point because he'll want that City job. And I, I don't think he'll turn that down regardless of where we are, what he's doing with us. So that's my issue there. Mark Cousins, how you doing, Mark? Uh, does it really matter who we get in? Uh, no, probably not. Uh, Scott Munn is at Levy's number two at the moment. Uh Essentially, scapegoat, I would say. Levy's still in charge, so not much is going to change, unfortunately. There may come a time, you know, there may be an alternate universe somewhere where uh, Levy is leaving the football matters to football people, and we're doing quite well, but it's certainly not in this one, seemingly. Whether that changes, it might change with the appointment of Scott uh, Munn. New manager coming in who says, uh, you've got to do this, got to do that. It seemed to happen with Poch when he came in uh, and then dissipated uh, over time. Same with Ednap. Uh, so I imagine it will change for a year or two and then go back and we'll be in this situation in a few years. But in terms of company, that's my issue with him. Regardless of how he plays, regardless of his winning mentality, regardless of what the players think about him, he'll just get a man seat as soon as the call comes in, I think. Uh, we'll have Yaya Toure here, uh, who, who he knows very well, obviously. So that will help him settle in and, and you know, strike up a, a friendship there. But, yeah, I mean, for me as well, it's just another one of these 
stories in the news that is, isn't a story. It's just made up to sell papers because it's a slow news day. We've been linked with Potch, who's a free agent. Uh, Rogers, who's a free agent. Potter, who's a free agent. Nagelsman, who's a free agent. Uh, and now we're being linked with a company who would cost uh, a fair bit of money uh, for compensation to Burnley if we did get in. But it's just the easy story. Vincent Company's done really well. Young manager. Let's go to Tottenham. Gabby Abonglahor and Talk Sport saying, why would he touch that? Uh, but Gabby Abonglahor was the one who was saying Saka's better than Beckham was on the right-hand side. So whatever Gabby Abonglahor says is pretty much stuff that doesn't really need to be listened to or taken seriously because he talks absolute nonsense. Uh, absolutely yeah, ridiculous comparing Saka to Beckham. And let's not forget Beckham won a treble and did all of this in the space of about 15, 20 years in his career. Saka's had one, two good seasons. So, yeah, whatever Gab Gabby Abonglahor says about the manager situation or about Spurs, I don't really take any bit of notice. It was just on my timeline. did find it quite amusing. Uh, but when will we get a new manager? I mean, how long is a piece of string? How long is a piece of string? We do not know this. We should have one now. I can understand in part keeping Stellini in there uh, and, and Mason because, you know, that's what the players are used to. Uh, let me just change my emails here. That's what the players are used to, but <laughs> they're used to not playing attacking football and looking bored and not putting teams to the sword. So a little change, bringing the manager, if it is a free, free manager, like a Poch, uh, Potter or Nagelsmann, bring, bring them in. It might hit, you know, change our fortunes a little bit and, and give a bit of a bounce. And then you reevaluate in the summer, but that obviously hasn't happened. So we're going to be playing negative football again. Uh, I know we beat Brighton. How? I have no idea. The amount of uh, uh, chances they had in terms of the penalties, they were two clear penalties, two disallowed goals, ridiculous decisions. Uh, uh, the first one on, on Matoma, if, if you're looking at that with a fine tooth comb, then it's a foul on him because he was pushed and that's why it hit his arm or shoulder or whatever it hit. So maybe three penalties. Uh, yeah, how we won that, I do not know. We didn't deserve to win that. Not by any stretch, uh, but we got the rub of the green from VAR, which was an absolute disgrace on the day. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll end up getting some decisions that go against us. And we can't really argue with that when what happened with uh, Brighton. What is funny is everyone's up in arms about how Brighton got done, but no one seems to care that we got done against Southampton with a penalty that shouldn't have been one. Uh so it is very interesting that, uh, and the Matoma one, he did go down fairly easily. He did get he did get touched. Don't get me wrong; he's got the right to go down. But if that was Harry Kane, he had the right to go down for some reason. Everyone on Twitter, talk sport everywhere, it, the Sky is saying how easy he goes down. So it is a double standard there. But let's make no mistake about it: we did not play well against Brighton. We should have lost against Brighton, or Brighton should have at least had the opportunity to win that game with two penalties. Uh, and yeah, we, we were very, very poor. And that comes from the same manager, same type of play. So for me, I, I'd have put someone else in charge. I'd, if you're going to get Poch or you're someone who's free, I'd have gone and got them. Give that bounce, give them a bit of a, 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 a attacking flair. Yeah, we don't have the players, certainly in defence, to go all out attack like we used to under Poch because we will get picked off. 
but there's got to be some element of balance. We've gone for the other extreme. Under Poch, we were supremely attacking, and now we're supremely defence-driven. So there's got to be some kind of uh, in-between that you can do with those players and then look in the summer to try and reinforce the defence and a defensive midfield. But, yeah, it's just going to be a, a fairly tepid, turgid end to the season, uh, regardless of what results we get. Uh, Mark Swift in the chat. Chat, how you doing, Mark? Thanks for doing my job. Hit up a like and sub and all sub and Tottenham away and Tottenham away too. Uh, that's their new channels. At least Dick Turpin wore a mask for daylight robbery. Uh, absolutely. I couldn't believe I was at the Brighton game. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, but when will we get a new manager? It's obviously going to be in the summer, I think. Uh, well, certainly at the end of the season. I think that's fairly obvious. Otherwise, we'd have one now. Who it will be? That is the key question and no one seems to know. I still think it will be Poch. I know there's reports saying that we don't want Poch and all of that. Uh, I think that's newspaper talk. The fact is we tried to get him uh, when we were looking for Nuno. All of a sudden now we don't want him. Uh, doesn't really make any sense. I think that's newspaper talk. The obvious uh, 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 candidates are going to be Poch. Uh, maybe not Nagelsmann because he, he, Chelsea might look for him. But Nagelsmann, Potter and Rodgers because they will be free because they're unattached at the moment. So there's no compensation. So they will be the obvious ones. Brendan Rodgers, I think I'll go and support Bracknell Town, my local team. Uh, if we get him, uh, I know he plays attacking football, but he goes from one extreme that we're at at the moment to the other where there's not really any emphasis on defence. So we would end up playing six, five games every week. Uh, yeah, not a fan of, of Rodgers. I still like Potter. I know he didn't do very well at Chelsea and it's another Chelsea reject, but he's the one I wanted before we got uh, Nuno. Plays really attractive football, really, really tight-knit team. Know their jobs inside out. Yeah, he had issues with strikers, but he didn't have a Son, Kulu or Kane there at Brighton or at Chelsea. Uh, he did have a Abamyang, but that was bought for two. Called the only man, the only manager who seems to have got a tune out of Abamyang, and then they sack him a day later or a week later. So, yeah, I think it'll be one of them four. There's obviously company who's, who's put himself into the frame now, and there could be any others. I mean, you know, <laughs> the summer's quite a way away two, two, three months away. God knows what newspaper reports come out and which manager we want then, but at the moment. It's Mason because Stellini will be banned for the Bournemouth game. Uh, so there's the two of them there. So it will be Mason. And and let's make no mistake about it. Mason brought Dan Juma on. He didn't do a huge amount, but his energy and enthusiasm chasing the goalkeeper down is what led to us winning the ball back. His enthusiasm there meant that we, we closed down a lot quicker because there was enthusiasm there, I believe, anyway. And that's what led to the second goal, Harry Kane's winning goal. So he made a change and it affected the game. Conte, so so in, in his tenure, made, didn't really make changes and just waited and waited and waited. Uh, and then you can't expect things to change if it's not working. You don't change anything. So Mason at least made changes. I think he's slightly more attacking. But when he took over from Jose, he kind of adopted uh, Jose's approach. I expect him to do that similarly with uh, Conte's approach and Stellini's approach. So he might be slightly more attacking. Not by not by much, though, I don't think. Not by much. But let's see. Will Dan Juma get a game uh, uh, and a chance? 
possibly, possibly. We'll have to wait and see on that one. How long Stellini's banned for, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm assuming it's three games because it was a straight red card. So I'm assuming it follows the same as uh, when players get a straight red card and it's three games. But it's definitely banned for the Bournemouth game. Uh, and, yeah, let, let, let's see how that goes. But um, it'd be a big miss, Stellini not there. I don't think so. Uh, no, no disrespect intended there and everything like that. But, you know. I think the players know their jobs. I, I don't think uh, they need Stellini there. Uh, it'd be nice if he allowed allowed them the, 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 to to go and attack. But is he going to? I think if he was going to, we'd have seen that already. We'd have seen that already. Brighton game, nothing to suggest uh, there that we were going to attack and, and free flow. No. It's slightly different in the sense that uh, uh, Brighton are a top, top team. They're a top team. There's no two ways about that either. Uh, they're, they're, I've got the table here. They're, they're in seventh. Uh, if they'd have won that game, we'd be on 50 points. They'd be on 49. They've got two games in hand. Uh, one game in hand on Man United, so they'd have been three points behind that. And Newcastle, if they'd have won that game. And you never know, you never know. But they've slightly fallen off there. But still an unbelievable achievement from them. Changing their manager, one of their best managers that they've had, certainly in the Premier League era, midway through the season, getting another one in who needs time to adjust and everything. And then makes them even better. Uh, next season could be a real big season for Brighton. Uh, Mark Cousins here, slightly more attacking. Does that mean we're going to touch the ball in their half? It's fairly depressing, isn't it, Mark? Uh, how how negative our game is these days. Uh, invite teams onto us and then try and do something on the counter attack rather than taking the game. Certainly at home. Certainly at home. If we, if we play like that against Bournemouth and just invite them on and don't in, uh, try and attack them, I mean, it's pathetic, really, quite frankly. But yeah, I mean, we come on. It's a must-win game as well. This. Uh, because of the three toughies after this. Uh, I thought I had the fixtures. Let me see. Here they are. So the next six games are these. So we've got Bournemouth. Uh, and then on the following Sunday, we've got Newcastle away. I'm on holiday going to a coffee at that time. It's at two o'clock. Thank God for that. That's going to be a rugby squad. I can't see us getting anything against Newcastle. I can see them absolutely destroying us. And then the Thursday afterwards, we've got Man United at home. And then I think that must be the Sunday, the 30th of April, away to Liverpool. Those three are the massive, massive games. Uh, and if you look at the table, Newcastle in third, Man City, uh, Man United in fourth, us in fifth, Liverpool eighth. Liverpool not out of it. Game in hand over us. So this... I think these three fixtures, the Newcastle, United, Liverpool, will basically decide the end of our season if we're going to be in Champions League places or not. And certainly if we're going to be in a Champions League fight or not. Lose all three of them, we're out of the Champions League. Uh, no doubt about that. Probably out of Europe as well. Get four points, you know, uh, you know, a draw, uh, one of each, a uh, win, draw, loss. 
depends obviously who you win, draw, draw and lose two. But four points out of nine in those three, three tough games isn't the worst thing. Five points would be fantastic because that means you haven't lost to any of them. Uh, so no one's gained anything and you've gained three points on one of them. Uh, anything above five points is dreamland. Uh, that'd be two, uh, seven points would be two wins and a draw. And then obviously nine out of nine, three wins. But that's because of those three games and how precarious it is. This Bournemouth game is must win. And then you can see after the Liverpool game, you've got Palace and Villa. Depending on how those three games go, if we win all three, then we should be winning those two as well. Villa away will be very, very tough. They've really picked up. Uh, in fact, I think they're, yeah, they're, they're up into sixth. So even that one, uh, I kind of got that wrong. Apart from the Palace and Bournemouth game, these are all top four Champions League uh, games. And away from home, it's going to be very tough. If we've got battered by Newcastle, United and Liverpool, doesn't really matter what happens against the Palace because uh, we're at home. Villa could destroy us as well. Uh, if we can get good points away to Newcastle, home to United, away to Liverpool, we can really do something in the last part of this season. But those three are going to be the key, key ones. At Villa then, obviously, another key one a couple of games afterwards. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Tottenham eighteen eighty two. How you doing, buddy? We have the hardest games left. I've, I haven't had a look at all of the uh, the run-ins for all the other teams, but certainly those three games and Villa as well, based on where Villa are and how they're performing under Emery. That is four four tough games, and if you look at the league table, uh, we're on thirty games, so we've got eight games left. Four of them are against Newcastle, Man United, Liverpool, and Villa. All in that small section of the league, uh, one to eight. Uh, so I think Tottenham 882, you probably are right. I haven't had a look, but looking at that, I can't argue with you that it's a real, real tough, tough, tough running. Eight games. And and that includes the Palace and Burnley there. So after the, those six games, you've only got two games left. So that's what makes this Burnley uh, Bournemouth game hugely important. We have to win. And if we can win well, that will give us some confidence going into Newcastle. But Newcastle are flying at the moment. Their they're Carabao Cup uh, heartache has, has kind of dissipated now. They've got that out of the way. And now they're flying again. Isak on form. Wilson on form. And they're looking a real, real, real threat. Uh, and if we're not careful, if we sit back against them there, they're going to be up for this game in the ascendancy from the start. If we sit back, give them encouragement, early doors, and heaven forbid a, 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 an early goal, we could be on the end of a right old hiding. Uh, I know uh, I know, uh, Liverpool aren't playing that well at the moment, but it's at Anfield, always a tough place to go. Exactly the same. If we let them onto us, Give them an early goal, early possession, early shots. We could be on the end of another hiding. Man United aren't going to be scared of anyone. I know we're at home, but we we play like the away team when we're at home. We just sit back, sit back, sit back. We don't take uh, the game to them. And exactly the same. If we give them an early goal, we've got to chase the game at some point and they can just pick us off again. Uh, Tottenham 8082 said Newcastle played Villa away at 12.30. I'm assuming that's this weekend. Uh, that could be an interesting one. If that could be a draw, that wouldn't be the worst thing for Tottenham. Uh, 
but yeah, I, I really worry about the Newcastle game. The Man United game, not as much because, uh, <laughs> albeit what I've just said, we are at home. Uh, Liverpool aren't in form, but <laughs> they can easily turn it on and destroy someone. Uh, they beat Bournemouth 9-0 this season. Uh, so they're capable of, of, of putting a good result together. So th- this Bournemouth game is absolutely huge. Uh, absolutely huge. And we need to win. No excuses. Chris Hackenbar in the chat. How you doing, buddy? And uh, yeah, please hit the like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Notification bell as well. Uh but next, some of the players have been talking about Conte. Eric Dyer's come out and talked about Conte in, in, in quite positive terms. Harry Kane did as well. Although Harry Kane suggested that he didn't have as great a relationship as he did with uh, Jose. I think he loved working with Jose. Liked working with Conte, but not loved working with Conte. But all, all of this coming out, certainly Eric Dyer coming out and saying positive things. You say the positive things on the pitch, surely. You don't... Uh, waste your time after after the facts and after he's gone and you know he essentially came out and said you were crap and selfish so i don't know why they're coming out and saying all these nice things now uh should have been saying the nice things with your feet on the pitch and putting performances in and not making mistakes so not a huge amount to say on that but just a, a very weird situation i think and a very short show today very short show Got a bit of a cold, as you can tell by it, and sore throat, as you can tell by the water. Not a huge amount going on. Uh, it was all yesterday with company and everything like that. But how would the Bournemouth game pan out? Uh, Bournemouth are there for the taking. Not saying that horribly, but in the sense that we're at home. We're fighting for fourth. Uh, they're fighting to escape relegation. But at this time of the season, when teams are fighting against relegation, that's when they're almost most dangerous because they've they've got to go and win matches. So they've got to go and try and win. Uh, there'll be no pressure on them in this one. The pressure is all on us. We're expected to win and win for probably quite handsomely. So anything Bournemouth get is a bonus. The, the only thing they want to avoid actively is a hammering because goal difference will be crucial at the end of the season. The opposite side... Goal difference is crucial for us at the end of the season. Uh, Certainly if top four is very tight, Uh, which it is at the moment with three points behind third and fourth. They've got a game in hand, uh, but you'd you'd want the point. So if they can lose one of those, certainly if Villa can turn uh, Newcastle over, that puts Newcastle level pegging. Then it's a huge, huge game on Thursday, next Thursday, sorry. Uh, but yeah, this Bournemouth game, we've got to go out and attack them. And and like Mark Cousins says, does that mean we're going to get the ball in their half? It doesn't fill you with any hope, does it? The way that we've been playing this season uh, and under Stellini as well. I, I know the Chelsea and West Ham games, home games were good, but the first half was awful. Uh, we didn't do anything in those games. So new manager, but it, nothing's really changed. It's still really defensive and really terrible and, and just... Doesn't fill you with any hope that we're going to attack teams here. Uh, and and Bournemouth are a team to attack. They're, they're shipping goals. They're down at the bottom. You want to keep that that uh, negativity that they must have on them. And you do that by scoring goals and putting them under pressure. We won't do that, I don't think. If this was a Poch team, 
I'll be confident we'd get a fairly handsome result here. The amount of times under Poch, I know he had a much better team, but if you just look at his philosophy for the moment, which was attack, uh, and like I said, I know he had a much better team, much better base in defence, so he could go and attack uh, with confidence that we wouldn't get picked off. But it was all about going and attacking the team. Teams like West Brom, Stoke at home, 4-0 wins. Uh, one goal goes in after 10 minutes, game done. It's just how many we're going to get. Don't have that now. It's are we going to score a goal? Are we going to attack? And if if, Bur- if Bournemouth, you know, the longer they stay in the game, the more confidence they're going to get. If they can last 15 minutes without, uh, firstly, a goal from us, and secondly, any meaningful attempt, they're going to gain confidence in that. And at some point, if that carries on, they're going to go have a go, see if they can nick it. We've got to be stopping that. We've got to be stopping that. And I don't think we will. Uh, the players who will play, I, I have no idea how Loris gets straight back in the team. And yeah, he didn't concede any goals that were of his fault against Brian, but he did, didn't he? That second uh, disallowed goal was absolutely terrible. It's taken a slight deflection, yes, but a World Cup winning goalkeeper doesn't let that squirm under his body. So he's been let off by the fact that that was disallowed, but it was a terrible mistake from him. Yeah, the defence was all, all over the place as well, but... <laughs> Loris has made mistake after mistake after mistake. As soon as he gets back, Forster, who's done nothing wrong, gets shipped out of the team. So I don't understand that at all. I don't understand that at all. And uh, yeah, Bobby K in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Just a quick pop in to say hello and hit that like button. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, make sure you check out Three Spurs Boys as well. His channel. Brilliant channel. Uh, Tottenham 1882. Average opponents Spurs have left, 9.1. Newcastle, 11.3. Man United, 11. But Man United have lots of injuries. Van Shaw, Martinez, Rashford. Uh, I'm not sure how long Mar- uh, Rashford is out for. Looking at fancy football, it's just a yellow exclamation button, which generally means 75% chance of playing. So I don't think that's long term. But they have a way of playing now, Man United. They've got an identity back. So very, very dangerous. Uh, I think they'll bid for Kane in the summer, a serious bid of about 60, 70 million. Say that's serious. Uh, obviously, we want more for that, but and 150 has been uh, mentioned, but he's got one year left on his contract, so he ain't going to be going for 150 million. But what was I talking about? Bournemouth game. We need to be attacking them. Uh, how Loris gets in the team, no idea. Uh, just quickly as well, Tottenham 1882, Newcastle play Villa Spurs, Everton, that won't be easy. Southampton, Arsenal, won't be easy. Leeds, Leicester, Chelsea, Brighton, maybe not too easy on those last two. It depends whether they're at home or away on those. Uh, uh, no worries, Bobby K. Thanks so much for watching and uh, and getting in the chat as well and uh, imploring everyone to hit that like. Really appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, how Loris gets in the team. Perisic has to be in the team uh, because we haven't got anyone else. Uh, Sessignon's injured. Davids is injured. Bermero, who I'm not sure of now, his his rashness and and desire to just bomb in and 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 make silly decisions like that, I think it's going to stop him being world class unless he he can curb that. Gets a world class defender next to him, a top quality uh, defender next to him, like like an Alderweireld or out or Vertonghen type, one of those. They'll calm him down, I'm sure. You can't have him calm down when Dyer's there. But Dyer will play Lengley, I would have thought, as well. Skip Hoiberg. Kane Son, obviously. And I would imagine it'd be Kulisevsky as well. Uh, this is the kind of game where they're down at the bottom. We're fighting for fourth. Stick your Dan Juma in. 
You know, Kulu's been fairly terrible for a little while. Son hasn't been uh, that great. Stick your Dan Juma and Richarlison in. See what they're about. You know, if it isn't working, this should <laughs> touch wood. Be a game that you can fight back if you are losing. Uh, remember, this is a team that we were 2-0 down at, at half-time away at theirs and won 3-2. But, yeah, stick Dan Juma in. You've got to have an element in your team of if you work hard in training and performing games, you will get your chance. You can't just... And then that's why it's so frustrating that Loris is suddenly just straight back in. And, yeah, you weren't going to be the only one, Mark. Uh, what's an identity? I've never felt more disconnected with the club. Uh, you certainly won't be the only one. There'll be a lot that feel like that. And it's just very frustrating when, you know, in Poch's time, only six years ago that we finished 16-17, only four years ago we got into the Champions League final and how rapid the decline has been in that four years. Uh, but, yeah, and uh, Tottenham 82, United's fixtures, uh, Forest, Spurs, Villa, not too easy there, Brighton. So a fairly tough one there. West Ham. And then Wolves, Bournemouth, Fulham. And then Chelsea at the end. So that's definitely easier than ours. Certainly those last three out of four. Uh, but yeah, it's just... We have to go and, and attack this team. And I don't think we will. I just don't think we will. And it wouldn't surprise me if it's an, uh, a, a banana skin here. And it wouldn't surprise me if we get a 1-0 scraping win. I suppose that's all important, but you, you want to be doing it with, with a bit of swagger against the team at the bottom. Certainly with those three tough games coming up, you want to be showing them that you can play football if you need to play football. But like Mark says, disconnected with the club. I'm always usually positive we'll get a win, but now it's getting harder and harder to say I think we're going to win. There wouldn't have been a time before with Newcastle away, I'd have said it was going to be a rugby score. I'd have been saying it's going to be really, really tough. But if we play well, we can win. But I just think we don't play well and we're not going to play well and we're going to get battered. Unfortunately, that's... I'm probably not the only one either. I'm probably not the only one either. But let's hope we can get something positive against Bournemouth in the sense of obviously a win, first and foremost. But a comfortable win and and one where we look good. Uh, but yeah, let's just hope we can and then f bring that onto the Newcastle game. Because if we don't, we are going to get battered in that one. But that's literally all I've got time for today. Very, very short show. I've got a bit of a sore throat, so it's probably not the worst thing for me to make it short. Short and sweet. Uh, yeah, and Mark... Uh, I'll be honest, I don't care anymore if we win. Uh, I get what you mean, I get what you mean, but as soon as the whistle goes and I want to win again, uh, it's before the game, before and after the game that the, the, the disconnection comes for me. But let's hope we can get a win against Bournemouth, a nice, comfortable one. I have my doubts. Uh, and then this Newcastle game. But yeah, it's a bit of a sore throat. It's not the worst thing for me to uh, finish early on this one. Uh, no... There'll be a show on Monday, the review of the Bournemouth game and a preview for the. Uh, uh, what am I talking about? The Newcastle game. It's not on Thursdays. It's following Sunday. Uh, I'm on holiday for that one. I'm on holiday from Friday to Friday. So there won't be any shows. I'll be doing my shorts, you know, the minute uh, shows on TikTok as well. Uh, L Talk Tottenham on TikTok. So find me there as well. There'll be different shorts on there to the ones on YouTube. 
that I'll try and keep those up to date when uh, I'm on holiday. So there will be content, just not the normal Fridays and Mondays. But there will be one this Monday. That's the Bournemouth Review, so check that out. Chris's Magic will still be going on even when I'm on holiday. That's only one a week, one trick a week, 7.30pm UK time. Uh, this Wednesday, it's going to be a tutorial, but you decide a trick, a slight, or a bit of car control. You decide. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Chris's Magic. Uh, it's not the Twitter channel, but if you type Chris's uh, Magic in, you'll see the uh, circle emblem, which will be on the outro of this as well. So make sure you check that out. Hit the like on here, hit the subscribe and the notification bell and support the channel. Really helps. Really appreciate it. Just recently passed 300. Let's go on to 400. So back on Monday, let's hope you have everyone have a good weekend. Let's hope Spurs can help with that tomorrow. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Thanks so much for watching. For everybody who joined in the live chat and added comments, before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, please hit that notification bell. That will give you a notification every time we're about to go live, and it's all completely free. For those who missed the live show, you can catch this whenever you want on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel. Please also hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell. And everybody, please leave feedback, comments, suggestions in the comments section those of you who listen to the audio podcast thank you so much for listening anyone who wants that audio podcast you can pick that up wherever you get your podcast from we're back mondays 7 30 p.m uk time and fridays 12 30 p.m uk time alternatively if you go to twitter at Tottenham, instagram let's talk Tottenham podcast you can find all the information there anyone who wants something a little bit different also do a magic show so i do one trick a week which drops wednesday 7 30 p.m uk time Chris's Magic on YouTube is where you'll find that. But in the meantime, come on you Spurs! <laughs>